two, two. That would help right there. All right. Well, good. I hope everybody's tuning in. I hope you guys are having a good time. We miss you if you're not here, but we're going to be speaking right to you uh, live. And I am happy to be here uh, for you guys that haven't met me before. My name is Pastor Buddy Chapman from Key to Promise Ministries, and I am blessed to be here. This is like preaching in my backyard. Amen. I cannot tell you how many times that I've been down this little back alley going to the A&P store to highs and everything else back in the day. So, you know, this is a this is a special place and there's special folks here. So I just want to thank you so much for having us. And I want to jump right on in to the message. Everybody ready for that? Say amen. Amen. Well, that's good. I want to go ahead and pray for us, and uh, we'll be ready to jump right on in as we get everything tweaked in. Father God, I thank you today for the amazing opportunity that you give us to be about your business, to be kingdom-minded, to not just be pigeonholed, but be open to the things of God so that you will unleash the blessings in our life so that we can be poured through, so we can impact lives for Christ. And I appreciate that so much, Lord, to give us the opportunity with so many friends and family. And I pray that if you're listening online, share this message, tune in. We prayed for you already. You're not here by accident. God has brought you in at a time such as this. And everybody said, that's what I'm talking about. That's what revival's about, man. So I'm going to jump on in here and share a few things. And and I pray that everybody is ready to hear a good word. How many people came to receive? Good, good, good. So your heart's already ready. So it's a privilege to be able to share the word of God, isn't it? And and be able to come boldly to the throne of grace. When we have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, that sets us in the family that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. And I think that is something worth shouting about. So today I pray that the message will inspire you. I pray that it will stretch you. I pray that it will bless you. And I'll tell you what. How many people know somebody that, that needs a little forgiveness? Yeah. Sometimes it's the person in the mirror. Sometimes it's your next door neighbor. Sometimes it's your spouse, boyfriend, maybe even your dog. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you this. Right now, God is working in the midst of us for forgiving folks and loving us and working us right where we are. So everybody, I want you to know, if you have put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, how many know that God has placed a gift in you? Let me hear you say amen. amen. And I want to know today, are you ready to share that gift? You know, sometimes people say, I don't know what that gift is. I pray as we spend time together tonight that God reveals that to you so that you can further the kingdom. And God can use you just like he's using folks all around the world. A lot of times people say, well, you know what? Uh, What could I bring to the table? Let me tell you. Are you available? If you are available, God can work in you and work through you. So I want to go ahead tonight, and I pray that, you know, as we have this opportunity to represent the Lord, I also like to say this, to represent the Lord to represent them into the lost and dying world. Anybody know somebody needs Jesus? Everybody needs Jesus. Let me help you with that. How about on your work? Right? At your school. At your home. You know? And sometimes our families are the toughest ones to reach because they say, he's just going through a phase. He's just going, well, I'm going to tell you what. If that's what it is, I don't want out. How about you, Becky? I'm going to stick in it for the long haul. So today I want to talk about being unleashed in the Lord. And, I, and I'm going to do a little, uh, little background uh, home run around here. And see what we can do. If anybody can push that button, I'll take that right now. Yes, indeed. This, this is just like being at our place. <laughs> All right. When I do this, y'all act like I'm plugging it in. I love it, man. So it says, look at this. This is out of Ephesians 3.20, okay? And it says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Somebody say amen if they believe that. Let me tell you, I'm going to unpack a story a little bit. Now, we're going to get there. 
We're going to get to Ephesians, but I want to share one of my favorite stories. Every time I try to get away from God shows me something new in the scripture. How many people have read something in the word and then turned around and go, wow, I never saw that before. Happens all the time. So what I want us to see tonight, that God's word is transforming. Somebody say transforming. It is transforming us as we continue to walk and look in what God has. So I'm going to reel back a little bit and I'm going to jump on over right here. Look at there. We're going to share the story out of Acts chapter 3. I love that story. I could probably quote it without looking, but it, you know what? It is Sunday night. I don't want to mess it up. Let's do it. So I'm going to read through this here, and we'll just kind of, I like to do like a preaching and a teaching, okay? So it starts out, and it says, one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate, beautiful, where he was put every day to beg for, from those going into the temple court. Let me tell you something. They were just doing their regular deal. How many know that God will work in your regular day? I wonder how many times they've passed that. Now, we're going to see in a little bit that that man had been crippled since birth, and that was about 40 years. 40 years. 40 years in the Bible is usually a generation. This man had never walked. He had never been allowed in to worship. Let's keep on rolling with this. And he goes back and he says, When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as John, did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And we all said we come expecting, right? Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped up to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him, I want you to hear that now, as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had just happened to him. Let me tell you, see, they knew about him. They had seen him. They had passed him by. They probably gave him a little scraps. They probably gave him a couple of bucks. But today, something else happened. He had an encounter with the risen Savior, amen? Now, I want to tell you a little bit about this story. We, we kind of gloss over it. We go, man, that's amazing. But what the Lord showed me is this. This is right after Pentecost, right? These are the guys. Now, now Peter, y'all remember him? He's the guy that denied Jesus in the, in the garden, right? He's the guy that breaks bad and cuts the guy's ear off, right? He's the guy that has missed the mark a couple times. Anybody identify with that guy? Yeah. You know, you kind of like reading about folks like that. You say, hey, if God used him, he can use me, right? I guarantee you. So he goes on, and look, this is the first miracle that's happening after Jesus ascended. The training wheels are off the disciples. They have to go in and say, hey, we got to stand on what we believe. And they stand on the name of Jesus, amen. Let me tell you, ever since my boys were little, we've started speaking into their life and speaking over them. And I told them ever since they were little, I said, son, I don't care what's going on in your life. What's happening? You always be ready to call on the name of Jesus. Let me tell you, that's a good word right there. That's something that you can plant your foundation on in the word of God. So as we start going through this, I want you to look at this. God unleashed the power through God's people. How many people we got here, God's people today? That's put their faith and trust in the finished work of the Lord. If that's the case, you're in the family. You've been set apart from the world and set in the family of God. Somebody say, welcome home. That's what I'm talking about. I love family time. And this is what we're seeing in this. God shows us to focus on his message today because he's got something special for you. Amen. A lot of times it's in the, the ministry as we go. See, it's not just on Sunday morning, Sunday night. We come and get charged up. But see, I, I've heard it said many times. See, the service starts when you leave here. 
right? So we got to prepare our heart. So as we've been getting ready for this revival and this time and this privilege and this opportunity, I've been preparing my heart. How about you guys? I've been praying. I've been asking people to pray. And I said, Lord, what is it you're going to do that is miraculous and amazing? And guess what? He's bringing people out to hear the word of God. And tonight we're going to keep on rolling with this. As we unpack the story, I want to tell you a little bit more. And we'll read along here. And we jump back over here. They start trying to push the guys a little bit. What I mean by that, somebody will always try to cheat you out of your blessing, won't they? They will. I guarantee you, they were probably saying, oh, that guy won't really sick. Oh, yeah, they probably in cahoots. You know, especially if they're on the news today. You know, they'd be in a, well, I'm not really sure there, John. Let's go back to you. It looks like he was uh, kind of, he, he, he wasn't really hurt. But you know what? God said the man had been lame since birth. Eye opening. You see that through there. You see bone straightening. And how about this? How about in your life? He took something that was dead in you and filled it with life when you called on the name of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, that's the Lord we serve. And as we go through here, and he starts jumping, and he's worshiping, and he's going back in there. You can't deny that. You know, a guy told me a long time ago, I was saying how I couldn't do this and what I couldn't do, and he said, stop it. He said, buddy, I'm going to tell you something. Nobody can argue with the changed life. You walk that changed life out. A step at a time, what God's called you to do. Man, that's been over 20 years ago. And do I always get it right? Absolutely not. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to continue to follow the one. That does. Everybody doing good? Let me hear you say amen. So we're going to talk about boldness. Anybody feel bold today? Just a little bit. You will when you leave, I guarantee you. Because I'm going to tell you what, you're going to have something to sink your teeth into. Let's do it. All right. So a little bit of boldness here. Our boldness comes from knowing the truth. Let me hear you say the truth. Look at this. See, as we look at the story later on in chapter four, we're going to find out that they wanted the the religious leaders wanted to come in and, and try to squelch that, like I said. You know, they want to say, hey, well, what, what in the world were you doing? You can't use the name of Jesus anymore. You can't do this. Let me tell you what. When they tell you that, it's time to stand up and speak about Jesus. Amen. And you know what? That's happening more and more and more every day, isn't it? So how much more do we need to be ready to stand for the truth with that great boldness? You know, over and over uh, we see this. And one of the things, and I'm going to read it towards the end here, but I'm going to jump in and, and just kind of grease your cartwheel as we go, okay? They talk about what was going on. And they said, wait a minute, what's going on? Are these Pharisees, the law, the law layer downers and all this stuff, you know? You got to do this to get this. You can't, you, you don't look right, so you don't get. And all of a sudden they saw that these regular men who had been with Jesus were doing some miraculous things. Let me ask you this. Do people know that you've been with Jesus? Do you have the fingerprints of Christ on your life tonight? Amen. I pray that, you know what, when we represent Christ, people say, what in the world is going on with them? Who do they know? I say, how much time do you got? Let me tell you about my Jesus. But see, that's what it's all about. It's about knowing the truth. Amen. Let's keep on going. Jesus is the truth. Look at this. John 14, 6. Y'all know that. You probably sing it in the shower, don't you? I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. How many people are glad there's only one way to heaven? Because if it was more, I'd probably hit the wrong road. You know, I'd probably take the wrong path. Thank you, Lord, that you kept it simple. That didn't mean it was cheap. It cost God his very best. But he kept it very, very straight line. Very simple for us to follow along. And so as we go along, sometimes I just wonder what people believe. Now, I've got to tell you something. You know, these guys, had, had, I'm going back to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they're, and they're looking at these people like, how in the world did they do that? Isn't it amazing the people you meet in a week or two in your life? 
Now, as a pastor, I meet a lot of folks and everything. And, and just not too long ago, I went somewhere and somebody said, well, hey, uh, this is a pastor friend of mine. And this lady looked me over and she said, oh, OK. And she was talking to me and it was, I'm sharing today. And I don't think she understood what that meant or, or whatever. And she said, she said, no, that's, that's our pastor friend. And she went like this. She went, she went, oh, I think she might have been sizing me up just a little bit, but that's okay. And I said, and I said, got to use anybody. And she said, that's okay, honey. <laughs> and I said, woo, all right, we got, we got, we got, we're going to have a time here, right? Hey, I'm just saying what she said. So all of a sudden, I'm talking and praying with some other folks and everything, and, and, and all of a sudden, she wants to hang out with me. You, you know why? Because I've been with Jesus. And she asked me a question. I've been in ministry for over 20 years, and nobody has asked me this question. She said, why do you think God talks to us? <laughs> I said, I got it now, Lord. I said, what, excuse me, man. She said, why do you think God wants to talk to us? I said, because he loves us. I said, did you know that? See, I don't have religion. I have a relationship, a personal relationship with the Lord. I said, you got any kids? And she says, yeah. I said, do you like when you hear from your kids? Absolutely. I said, God wants to hear from you. God wants to speak into your life. See, the question isn't, is God going to talk to you? The question is, are you going to listen to him when he speaks? Come on now. That's a good place to say amen. Are we going to respond when God talks? Are we going to go? Like Becky said, who in the world are we going to get? And God's laughing going, call buddy. And I'm going, yeah. <laughs> I bring it on because I get just a little bit excited about Jesus. Ain't that right? And, I, and, and that's the truth. I don't care if I'm in a drive through. I don't care if I'm in a long line at Builders. Well, it used to be Builders. What is it called? Taylor's now. I was in there one time and I was talking about Jesus. Right. And a guy was behind me. And he was talking, <clears throat> That's what I'm talking about. Jesus, I'll be right with you. And I was talking about Jesus a little bit more. And the guy's like, hey, I got something. To do. I said, man, you got salt-treated wood, but you ain't got to rush. It's going to be all right. <laughs> Kept on doing it. Me and Tim and Tanya come home one night, and we talked to a guy through the, through the drive-thru at McDonald's. From the time we placed our order to the time we leave, we got to lead him to Christ. Amen? How many know God's in the milkshake business? <laughs> hey, <laughs> he can use anything, right? But I will tell you, that's awesome, man. So the truth is that there's one way to heaven. Look at this. And also look at this. The truth it will set you free. Look at John 8, 31. I want to read that to you. So he said to the Jews who had followed him, believe him. If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. See, we got to continue on in that. We need to continue reading the word of God, building up on the, uh, the word of God and speaking the word of God. And that's what I love about when God calls people to share the message. Amen. Guess what? I'm going to tell you all something. Guess what? He's called you. He's called you. Nobody gets a free pass, right? When you're a believer in the Lord, that doesn't mean you have to be the pastor or, or the worship leader. But guess what? God has called you to share the good news. Amen. Always be willing to give a little bit of a testimony of what God's done in your life. When God called me to preach, I thought, what? What? Hey, I'm going to tell you a little story. I tell these guys all the time. There was a kid that I knew when I was growing up. He got sick every day before school. Did not ever want to read a library book. He would just panic anytime they were going to have him stand up in front of the class and everything else. But guess what? It was me. God is so good, man so good now you can't shut him up i got i got like 30 years to make up man oh i was like oh would you like to read mm -mm. Mm -mm. 
And then, you know, but God started working in my life, playing in rock and roll bands and everything. You know, and next thing you know, I was out there doing this and stepping out a little bit like this. And next thing I was talking more and more. And then God says, I want to use you. And I was like, but I don't know anything. Perfect. I'll take you right where you are. Don't you know that God wants to take you right where you are? But he loves you too much to leave you there. See, I, then, then I gave my life to the Lord, and then I got on the fence, right? I do a little of this over here for the, uh, for the world, a little bit of this for the Lord, da, 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 like a little salsa dance, you know? But what I found out when I was on the fence, the, God owned, the, the devil owns the fence, so I just had to jump over with Jesus, amen? And let me tell you, does everything always go just like I want? Absolutely not. But I'm going to tell you what, I'd rather go with Jesus than anybody else. Amen. It's the boldness that he gives us. Look at this. I want, I want you guys to take a look at this here. We are, have been through a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We're unleashed from the burden and released into the blessing. You ready for the blessing, all right? So when we look at that. So often we think about what we have to give up, what we have to do and all that. You, you, you remember that? I've talked to people and said, well, what, what I got to do to get saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. How about that? He'll take you right where you are. You can't clean up enough. You can't be pretty enough. Can't be smart enough. I guess you all figured that out by looking at me, right? But I'm going to tell you what. God will take you right where you are. But he loved you too much to leave you there. And what I want you to see tonight, that we have victory through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say victory. See, see, you know, a lot of times when we look at victory, it's just a one-time deal. We, we, through a relationship with the Lord, we continue to walk in that as we grow in that. Amen? So I, I hope today, as you're as you, you know, following along with the word and stuff, that you guys are saying, man, I'm just going to keep on pushing in. We need to seize the moment. So many times we're going to wait for tomorrow, wait for the next day. I'm here to tell you to let God work in your life today. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. Oh, come on now. Let's do it. Well, guess what? I talk to a lot of folks. You know that? And uh, I listen to a lot of folks, too. I know you don't believe that, but I do do a lot of talking to folks, too. Take a look at this. I talk to a lot of folks, and unfortunately, as a pastor, I do a lot of funerals. And I tell you what, you meet a lot of different folks. And I want to I tell you, I, I pray that people live a life of legacy. And I want to talk to you about that just a little bit. Look at this. You don't build a legacy on your deathbed. It starts now. See, what happens is sometimes people live their life and want to do it their way. And then when they're getting ready to leave this place, then it gets serious. As many folks as I've been with over time, when they're getting near the end, I've never heard anybody say, hey, can you bring me my bank book? Hey, could you, can you bring me all my trophies? I sure would like to take another ride in my Corvette. I'm not preaching against stuff. I think that's great. It's a blessing. No problem. But I'm going to tell you what we need to keep our priorities straight, starting with God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? And that's what we start seeing. But so many times we look around and we just want to do what's simple, right? How many know that shortcuts often produce shortcomings? Amen. You know, when they called David to preach, he, he was a young boy. It's like 30 years later before he takes over as king. Guess what? I think he might have learned a lesson or two. Amen. How many of you, when you're going through life, you might have learned a few things? Now, this is something the Lord's put on our heart at our church. It's about speaking into the next generation. I'm going to get to that. I said it earlier. A generation is about 40 years. And I, I told our church, I said, look to your left, look to your right. I said, if somebody's got less hair than you and more, more, if it's got more hair than you and less wrinkles than you, then there's probably a good chance that they could be mentored by you. Amen? There's somebody you can bring something to the table. 
And we're going to talk about that. But look at this. So many times people live in regret. But you know what's a good thing for that? Just repent and jump back in. How many know that God will take you and start a fresh day? Anybody like fresh starts? Oh, I love some fresh starts. I love it. Well, look at this. I want to I talk about this. This is something the Lord showed me just here lately. I call it tombstone living. You ever heard of that? He said, what are you talking about? Tombstone living. I'm going to give you the Buddy Chapman example of that, all right? So tombstone living is this. When, my, when I die, I don't want my family wasting money, etching words in a stone. I want to live a life and follow Christ so that unleash the power of the Lord, right? So that my life can be found on the folks that I mentored and the people that I touched. See, when something happens, it's not going to say, well, oh, he was a nice guy, he was this and all that. Because the people's life that I have been able to speak into will be able to share that. It'll go to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. You see what I'm saying? I want to leave a legacy for Christ. How about you? And you don't start that on your deathbed, but you can start it today. You can start it today. What about witnessing to somebody, sharing something, inviting somebody to church, any of those things? All those are opportunities to to share with that. I, I wrote this the other day. I said, when I die, there'll be no reason to rush and read my will, because if I live my life out for Christ, you will already have received the greatest treasure I could ever leave behind. Amen? Amen? That is my heart right there. If I live my life out for Christ, there's no need to, to see what he left you because you already know what I left you. I left you with the word of God. I left you, remember, to forgive. I left you, don't forget, there's new grace. Don't forget to love folks. Put other people before you. Hey, call on the name of Jesus. But you know what? That's not a one-time thing. You build a legacy over time. And doing that, we take time with people. Another way to spell love is T-I-M-E. Spend some time with folks. I remember when Thomas was little. He's all grown up back on the pots and pans that there today. And uh, he's 26 years young. And I remember this like it was yesterday. He was about five at the time. I said, dude, what do you want to do today? What do you want to do? And Denise was working or doing something. He said, anything? I said, within reason. You know, you got to watch that mom and dad, right? He said, anything? I said, anything we can swing. You want to go to Bush Gardens? You want to go get a pizza? You want to fly a kite? He said, no. He said, let's move the furniture out in the living room and wrestle. <laughs> I said, bring it on, big boy. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you, I can hold my own back then. I don't know about right now. (laughs) I'm out now. Pops is out. I'm tapping. But that taught me something. That time meant more to him, being with dad, being with mom, than anything else I could buy him. Wow. Isn't that a life lesson? Now, I'm I'm getting off my notes a little bit, but I believe the Lord's leading me in this. If you really want to know what people think, is most important to you. Ask your kids. Ask somebody that's real close to you. But be, be ready to get the answer that, that they're going to give you now. I remember driving with Thomas and Jesse, and I said, what do you think is the most important thing to your dad? They said, I don't know, Dad. I don't know. You like playing guitar? I said, okay. I'll take that one for the team. I like playing guitar. I said, no, 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 no. I said, big stuff, man. What's really important? He says, well, we know you love us. Woo! Smiling now. Want to get ice cream? Because <laughs> if it was something else, we are, we're going home now. But, you know, think about that. Think about your circle of impact and people that you deal with, the people that you love, the people that you spend more time with than anybody else. If you were to ask them the question, say, so what do you think is, mo- is most important to me? What do you think they'd say? 
I challenge you this week to ask and don't get mad if it's not the answer you want. But if it's not the answer you want, make the adjustment in your life today to leave the legacy and live the legacy. Amen. I hope you guys see that right there. So look at this. We have an opportunity to influence the next generation of Christ. We talked about that a little bit. Who is it that God's put in your life that you can speak into and share with them and, and, and just help them along and things like that? Who did God put in your life that whispered things in your ear? Maybe it was a neighbor. Maybe it was a mom. Maybe it was a dad. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was an uncle. But hopefully that was somebody that God put in your life to speak godly wisdom into your life. Amen. There's some wonderful folks right here that have the heart of God that would be willing to speak into your life. But you've got to be willing to receive it. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you, I don't know about you guys. And, and I'm looking at different things, and, and maybe there's some young folks that I can mentor. So I'm not going to waste my time. And I don't mean that. I don't want to. I don't mean that. I don't care. I'm not going to invest something so, so amazing, our time, and somebody that's not willing to want to receive it. Okay. I want to. I want you to hear what I'm saying. We've got to be moldable. We've got to be teachable. But I'm going to tell you what. If somebody gives me a window to work with them and talk with them, and I, and I don't want them to be me. I don't want them to be anybody. I want them to be who God has called them to be. See, and that's the thing. I want to pull the gold out. Dude, you can do it. I'm telling you, I've been watching your life. This is amazing. You can do this, man. I'm backing you. I'm praying for you. I'm with you. You know, when things get bad, I'm still going to be with you. When you fall, I'm going to pick you back up. Because we're in it. We're in it. Iron sharpens iron. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm serious about that because the Lord has been speaking into my life. I don't want to leave here. Hey, look, Keep the Promise Ministries is a great thing. Shoreline's a great thing. But when Pastor Bud falls over, is it going to close the doors? If that's the case, then I didn't do very good. It's got to be bigger than us. It's got to be God-sized. It's got to be God-sized. This is his thing. We're just here for a season to be able to be the privilege to, to, to share what's going on. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to keep swinging for the fence, man. I'm going to hit that home one, run one day. And I, I, I want to hear God say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. Because there's accountability for each and every one of us. Look at this. How are we influencing people? I hope that you know what, that we are speaking the word of God. And let me tell you this. I spoke about this just a little while ago. Being a pastor, you get a lot of different calls. You go to a lot of different places. And I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to do a funeral this week. A celebration of life for a lady that touched my life, man. I know that God brought me and this lady together in the last weeks of her life to teach me and encourage her. 95 years old. 95 years old. I don't know how many weeks, every Sunday night for the last several, several weeks, with the exception of one night when I had, uh, had been sick, I would go sit with her. And I would listen, and I would talk, and we would laugh. You know what she told me? She said, I got a scar from Elvis Presley, amen? I said, that's cool. We talked about everything. She got a bird back there talking and stuff, and she, let me, she gave me the privilege to call her granny. Man, I talked to granny, and, and, and let me tell you, look, this is amazing. When you, when you go to granny's house... When you go to Grady's house, everything's out. She puts the seat right beside you and lets you sit right there. The seat to the TV goes down. Everything. You're the most important thing, man. She's teaching me. She's talking to me. She's sharing things. And she told me, she said, look, 
And they talk about legacies. She talked about circle of impact and different things like that in her own ways. She talked about things as a little girl. She loved to sing. The first time I went over there, she bust out into a song. I said, go ahead, Granny. That sounded good, man. Awesome. Last Sunday night was the best visit we had towards the end. And she looked at me and she said, honey, she said, I read my Bible every night. And when I can't, my daughter reads it to me. And she says, I pray every night for my family. I pray for folks in town. I pray for your family. I, I pray for people to know Jesus. Call on the name of the mighty name of Jesus. I don't see anybody in torment. She said, and I love to sing praises. Wow. I'm never going to forget that. Let me tell you. She didn't start living her life out as a legacy that night. She had been doing it for 95 years, man. Let me tell you, when I, when I went to go visit her, I had to call ahead. Granny's packing them in. Because people's leaning into what she had to say. She's leaning in to, to what's going on. And I'm going to tell you one thing I'm going to miss. Nobody could ever speak these words like she could. All right, darling. Or she would say, darling, I love you too. Wow. What a testimony. Let me tell you something. Never shortcut short and think older folks can't teach you something. Let me tell you what. Bless my heart. Let me tell you. So, so I, I, I'm so thankful that I had that privilege to speak to somebody and, and share that. I told Denise all the time. I said, I got to go. Where are you going? I said, I'm going to see Granny. Wow. The time I couldn't go over there, I had strep throat. She called her granddaughter and she said, well, he didn't come over this weekend. I know, I know he's sick, but if he got a chance, he should probably come over now, couldn't he? It's Wednesday. Yeah, I could come over, Granny. I love it. Who is it that's, 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 that's speaking and, and just standing right in front of you that we need to speak to and share with? Let's keep on going. The legacy, I said, don't die old, die empty and poured out. You know what I'm saying? I don't want, I, you know what? I don't want to have a bunch of stuff stocked up and my kids are going, what in the world was this? I couldn't believe that. Another set of guitar strings. Look at that over there. I bet your mama don't know you got that. Ooh, that looks expensive. Whatever the case might be right there. But it's stuff. And as you get older, how many know that stuff is just stuff? Stuff is just stuff. I want to invest in young folks. I want to invest in Senior folks, you notice how I said that? I prayed for wisdom. I didn't say old folks, that's the senior folks, right? Because they've invested in me. And you know what? Just like that right there, passing the baton. There's some people who build stuff. It's all about me. It's all mine. You can almost picture them in the casket still holding on to that baton. You know? No, it's mine. It's mine. When my dad got sick, I'll never forget about it. He told me, he said, son, I'm sorry all this is going to fall on you, but you know what? I've trained you the best I could. It's all yours. And after that point, when they made a phone call, he said, talk to my boy. He'll handle it. I said, dad, what do you got total confidence in you? You handle it. You know what that did to me? Woo! He's counting on me. He believed in me. Let me tell you something. That's just my heavenly father. Your earthly father believes in you, man. He believes in you, even with your bumps and bruises and setbacks and scrapes. God says, you know what? Let me tell you something. There's something amazing in you. I love it when the young folks come to church, man. I'm going to tell you what. If I didn't hug you on the way in, I'm going to catch you on the way out. We come from a long line of hugging folks at our church, you know? And, and it's because, man, it's important. 
Hey, how you doing? I appreciate you coming out. Out of all the places you guys could be tonight, all the things that you're watching online tonight or maybe tomorrow, whatever, you choose to take a minute and see what God was doing here. Praise God, man. Just think if we could play that one little seed in there to change, to change the things in the world for people to just say, look, God, use my life. I'm going to pick up the speed a little bit. I know we got school tomorrow. How many people ready to go to school tomorrow? I didn't think so. Let's keep on rolling. I knew I, knew I could get some more time with that one. Woo. Yeah. Now it's ain't work because I already know that deal. Woo. So look at this. We're going to pick up a little speed here. We need to make our now count. Let's roll through this. Make your now count. Many times. People talk a good tomorrow story. Well, when all this gets good, it's going to be good. When I get this straight, it's going to be good. Well, once I save up enough money, we'll have a kid. And once we do this, and man, I'll tell you, once I get that done, we'll definitely do this. And guess what? It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. How many people had a New Year's resolution? You just put your hand up like this. All right. Because I know we're getting ready to go into April. I'm on my third session of a diet. Amen. <laughs> And I got a good friend of mine that helps me every time we go out. He said, man, you, I, you're going to be strong in April. Thanks, brother. <laughs> but I tell you what, Denise got me one of these belts like that. That thing will just slip back and forth. See, that's banana. That's a banana pudding belt right there. I'm going to tell you right. I get up there. I go to my buddies at Fratinas. I say, you want one of those? I say, yeah, that's no problem. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's good. And then next thing you know, man, the next thing you know, <laughs> Walking like this thing right there, man. I ain't lying. Oh, yeah. And then somebody, I know somebody, the Lord gave this away. They make the stretch pants. Look at me, man. Oh, yeah. I love it. Because if I was in real pants, they'd be 34. These babies are 32. Stretch. <laughs> Woo! Come on, baby. I can run. I'm get down there. And praise the Lord. But if I did that before, I'd be going, hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, we're going we're to kneel. Why don't we just stand and pray? Crazy, man. But you know what? God don't mind if you laugh a little bit. Because you know what happens? He don't mind if you cry a little bit. I think it's good every now and then. You know, we get humble and see what's going on. Because if your eyes leak, it'll keep your head from swelling. Amen? I'm going to tell you that right now. It really will. Let's keep on rolling. Make your now count. Today, right here, right now. What is it that God's called you to do? What is it that God wants to make a difference in your life today? Come on, don't push it off. Let's keep on rolling. Value your today. Oh, man, I'm getting excited right now. What you want today, you have to invest in. What you want tomorrow, you have to invest in today. Amen? If you want to be lean and mean, bread pudding's out, baby. That's gone. I tell you what, my youngest son, he's into lifting weights and doing stuff. He did not get that gene from me. Amen? Kid ain't never drank a soda. Don't eat any cookies. Yeah, he's got a nose like mine. He's mine. But I'm going to tell you what. He did not get my diet, Gene. But you know what? He has a plan. He wants to do certain things. He wants to, to build a business. He wants to do fitness and things like that. So therefore, he, he sacrifices today and he makes decisions today because he sees his tomorrow. And he knows today he has to make it different. See, if I want to be great in my faith and I want to grow in the Lord, i got to open the word, man. You know what they say? You know what I heard? I heard this other day. It said a dusty Bible calls a dirty life. Dust it off. Bring it on. Open it up. It's a lamp unto our feet. That's the problem. Everybody staggering around because they ain't got the light on. They ain't got the word open. Man, everybody get that thing reading it like it's braille. Open it up, man. See what's going on. I ain't lying. 
scared. That thing, I, I, you know what? Hey, I like when I see, like when I see Granny's Bible, I was talking about that thing. Look, I said, man, that thing come up on a Mayflower, Granny? What's up? She, she spent some time in that thing, boy. I ain't kidding now. And now everybody else, well, I got a smartphone. Okay, good. Use it. Got an app for this, app for this, app for this, app for this. Good. Keep on going. But, you know, I, I want to ask you this. Do you spend the same amount of time in the Bible that you spend on Facebook? Ooh, could have heard a pin drop up in here. Ding. How about that? Everybody say, hey, you know, and I'll tell you what, it's funny sometimes, I'll tell you. It's funny sometimes. You say something, you're getting too close to the edge. I'm going to get right over here on the edge. Just like that. And, and all of a sudden, you say something, somebody goes, suck all the air out of the room, man. Pull the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost goes, what? Oh, man. But you know what? We need to make a committed effort. Amen. You might, hey, look, God will let you start over. But, man, let's be committed to the connection of Christ, to the kingdom of Christ. That's what I see here. They're committed to sharing the word of God. They're committed to showing up, putting their best foot forward. They're committed to bringing you the word week after week, time after time, man. Now, I'm going to say this because I'm not at, at, at our home base. I'm going to say it here. Pray for your pastors. You know what I tell them every week? I'm preaching to me first. <laughs> I'm preaching to me first. You want somebody to pray for? There you go. Let me tell you, most of the pastors that I know, not all of them, they work at two jobs. They got the same bill that you got. Their kids just asking the same questions yours are. And then they're coming out here and juggling 50 other families. Man, God bless them. I appreciate what y'all do. And then Becky takes it one more farther than that, and she goes all the way to the Navajo country, talks to people. And then, guess what? She drug us with her. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. Now, I will tell you about my, my trip over there. This was amazing to me. Anybody watching, anybody knows me, I don't use hammers and skill saws and stuff. We got over there. They were building on this building. I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Oh, gosh. And we went out there, and, and, and we, 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 we had a little language barrier. But I know what this means. <laughs> he said, you grab that hammer and that nail gun and come over here. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you're asking, baby. And I got out there, and I'm like, how's it work? And he's going, do 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 All right, I got it. I said, I'm feeling pretty froggy with this thing, man. I'm bending nails with the best of them. And all of a sudden, some people from my team go, no! And they explain what happened. He goes, over here. I was carrying stuff after that. But, man, I had my little 30-second of, you know, of fame, man. I was working and working and working. Let me tell you, it's great that God calls us to go all over the place. He might just cause you to go across the street to share with somebody. He might just cause you to, call you to just turn around and, and not text somebody, but maybe even call. Them. I'm going to tell you, what. how many people, when's the last time somebody have, has written you a letter? Has it been, in the last month, how many people have had a written, handwritten letter? Wow. I got two people out of everybody here. Now, Michael, the, the honeydew list don't count. So now we got one person. Now we got one person. <laughs> it's going to be a long ride home, brother. You can ride with me. But we want to make our today count, guys. And I, I love sharing what God's doing. But you know what we need? If we want to keep our eyes on the prize, we've got to keep our eyes on what God has done. You know, we're getting ready to come into Resurrection Weekend. You know? But what do you do with the other 364 days? Are we living like we should all the time? Are we, are we living because we know that we serve a risen Savior? 
Man, I pray that we get a hold of that. Look, you know, I'm going to go back to the story where Peter and John was doing. They were going to the temple. They went there all the time. How many times do you think they passed that guy? How many times have you passed somebody that God said, hey, you might want to pray for them. Hey, you might want to give to them. Hey, you might want to whatever, fill in the blank, love on them. I pray through the message today that God gives us a fresh set of eyes to look at people with the eyes of Christ. So when we come through those situations, maybe if somebody's in crisis, we can bring Christ into the crisis, amen? I hope that's what God is showing you tonight because you know what? You can make your now count. Don't wait till tomorrow to be a difference maker. You can be a difference maker today. Somebody say amen. I'm picking up steam here. I'm picking up steam. Everybody doing good so far? Well, guess what? We're going to bring it on home. Boom. There it is. So here we go. As we look at the things here, I'm going to give you what I call the four C's of serving the Lord in leadership and in, in, in walking things out in, in your personal relationship with the Lord. Y'all ready? First one, be consistent. Write that down. Be consistent. How many people, nobody likes a flip-flopper? I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. You know, all this stuff right there. Be consistent. I said, live it out daily. Write that down. Let's see what else we got. Be courageous. You say, I don't feel like I'm courageous. You're a child of God. If you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, called on the name of Jesus for forgiveness of your sin, guess what? You have been set in the family. Guess what? He says in Ephesians 1 that he has given you the spirit. His spirit lives in us as a down payment. Man, that's a guarantee. And a guarantee is only as good as the person that guarantees it. How many people got a guarantee or warranty on the car? Yeah, on their toaster, on their microwave. And next thing you know, it ain't all that. Let me tell you what. The guarantee that God gives you is eternal. Amen? You've got God's thumbprint on your life, man. We can be courageous about that. How about that? Are you committed? Now, right, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. Sort of. Sunday, we say, how many people going to be here tonight? Look around. Do you miss anybody? It's all right. Just love them through it. But you know what? They're missing out. That's right. They catch it later. We're going to love them where they are. Things come up. Not, I'm not stepping on no toes, but I am stretching the stockings a little bit. Amen. If you say, you know, you're going to do something, let's do it. My dad always said, boy, it don't take long to mess up your name and you're well on your way. Be committed. Right. And this is where I really want you to see. Are you captivated? Are you captivated by the love of Christ? You ever, you ever thought about how much God loves you? Have you ever thought about the punishment that he took? Have you ever thought about his blood that was poured out? He did it willingly. Man, now you want somebody to help you get the groceries and you got to put them in the chicken wing. He did that because he loved you. Let's go back to that conversation that lady asked me. Why do you think God wants to talk to you? Because it cost him his very best. Because he loves you. Because he wants to speak into your life. He wants to lead God and direct your life. He wants us to live it out boldly. He wants to live it out faithfully. And he wants to live it out lovingly. Who is it that God wants you to love on this week? Who is it that God wants you to forgive this week? Who is it that God wants you to call this week? Who is it that God wants you to, to, to come along and nurture this week? You say, but I don't know. I'm just trying to get through this thing myself. Well, maybe, guess what? Maybe God's going to put you in somebody else's life so they can love on you. I'm going to share this. I've shared this at the home base. One of the things I love to do is eat out. I guess you knew that. Here you go. Yes, I love to eat out. Look like a good evening after Hitchcock there. 
I'm going to tell you what. But one of the things I like doing about eating out, I push myself to eat with people I don't know. Now I don't go over there and say, excuse me, you're going to eat that? No, I don't do that. But <laughs> you're not going to eat all that, are you? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> that would be stepping out in faith. All right? But what I like to do, sometimes I go to my, 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 my friend's restaurant here in town, and I sit up at the bar, right? The kitchen bar. Everybody goes, oh, my gosh. The kitchen bar. Over the last month, I've ate with a police officer. I ate with a man and lady that lost a son. I lost with a, uh, ate with an 84-year-old man that lost his wife a few years ago. I ate with a guy that's grown now but got hit by a car when he was 13 years old. Let me tell you what. I've sat down with a lot of people. And I get to hear their story. And I get to invest in them. And I get to remind them, let me tell you something, God, God's got something for you to do. My friend I talked to today, a few weeks back we were talking, and he says, you know, my friend, he, he's done a lot. God's used him in a lot of ways. He's wrote some books. He's done this. He's got his own business and everything else. He said, I, I just don't feel like I'm doing anything. I said, man, let me talk to you. I said, there's a book inside you. It might not have to have, to have the covers that he's got or the pages that he got, but every day you have an opportunity to change something for somebody for the good, to, to turn around, to listen to the Lord and, and, and turn around and adjust our life and influence and impact somebody's life for Jesus. Amen. You know why? When I came in today, he was already, he said, hey, you want to sit here, right? I got to share this real fast. So I was talking, I showed him a picture of my boys. He goes, man, give me your boys. I said, yeah. Then I showed him a picture of my wife. He said, look back at me. He said, is your wife a doctor, a lawyer or something? I said, no. He said, she, she just looks sophisticated. I said, it's a good picture. <laughs> and I said, not saying she ain't. And he was talking a little bit more. And, and he looked back at me and he looked back at the picture. And he said, man, God's good, isn't he? I said, yeah, God's good. <laughs> Why did, I've never had anybody go and say, turn around and say, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's why you got that, that young lady there, right? No, 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 it's, just, it's always like that. But what I'm talking about is spending time and talking to folk and sharing our life with them. That's what it's all about. Laughing a little bit. How many people are good at laughing at themselves? I'm glad to hear that because I know a lot of people are not. Sometimes you got to laugh at yourself. You don't have to beat yourself down. But I'm going to tell you what, God will lift you up. I'm going to get ready to bring this thing to a close, okay? You remember, I'm going I'm to share a little bit of this. I told you a lot of it in the story that we started out with. And I want you to hear this last little bit. We're going back to where we started, okay? Acts chapter 3. They speak the word of God. said, I don't have silver and I don't have gold. But what I do got, stand up in the name of Jesus, amen? And the man started walking. And then all that was a big ruckus and, and, and everybody wanted them to stop when I say everybody. Everybody was getting saved and, and hearing about the good news of Jesus Christ, everything else. But the lawmakers, right, they want to rob the blessing. They said, man, you can't talk about him. They want to stifle you. The world wants to stifle us as believers, amen. It wants us not to talk about Jesus. Don't say Jesus. Don't say Jesus. It's a name that's got power, man. So look at this. They bring him before the court. And then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a cripple uh, and are asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Amen. They laid it out. 
they were ready to give the gospel. See, the platform was laid, and they were ready to speak this. And look at this. And it goes on to say, so salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Somebody said, thank you, Jesus. All right? And then look at this. Then he said, and I love this part. I'm going back to tag it again. Look at this. And when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Come on. When we walk out of here, I want people to know that you've been with Jesus. When people start seeing what's going on in your life, do they know that you've been with Jesus? It's going to wear off on you a little bit. The fingerprints of Christ through the word of Christ should make a difference in our life. Let us unleash the power of God. Amen. Bring it home now. Bring it home. Now I'm going to jump back over here where we were. Here we go. Ephesians. See, right there in Acts, they were already living out what Paul talks about here later on, right? Let's read this again. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. What is the power that works in us? The Spirit of God, amen? I'm going to finish up with reading out of Acts, amen? Because this is my prayer for us tonight. And if you got your Bibles, you can crack them open if you'd like. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter 3, and I'm going to roll through 14 through 20. This is my prayer for us tonight. And it says here, for this reason, I kneel before the father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of the, his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you be rooted and established in love. Amen. May the may may have the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep the love of Christ is, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And then we bring it back home. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work with us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. We've got generations again. Forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for tonight and the opportunity and for folks coming out tonight. And for those folks listening, maybe to be right now or a little bit later, I pray that you hear this with a fresh heart. I pray that you realize that today, that you can be a difference maker, that God has made the difference. All you got to do is receive it. The Bible says, man, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. The Bible says all is sin and fall short of the glory of God. That means we've all blown it. But I got some good news for you, friends. Jesus paid your fine. Jesus paid your price. And all we need to do is receive that. And if you're here today and never called on the name of Jesus, I pray that tonight is the night you said, I need Jesus. That could be your prayer. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, I put my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. If you're here today and you say, buddy, I know the Lord, but I'm struggling. Well, let me tell you what. I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that the boldness of Christ breaks the shackle that is holding you back. I pray forgiveness over families. I pray healing. I pray restoration through the power of the mighty name of Jesus in your life. And Lord, I thank you right now that you are more than enough. 
And I thank you, Lord, for the privilege to come and share your word. And I pray, Lord, as we go through this week, months in preparation as we get ready to, to go into Holy Week and we get ready to, to share about the greatest love story ever told about you giving your son for us. I pray that hearts will be open. I pray that church doors will be open, not just to bring people in, but to send people out to transport their life in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Hey, I'm going to sign off to our friends on here. Friends, I pray that you share this message. If there's something said today that you want to know more about, man, contact us. We love you. Check us out here at keepthepromise.org. Come visit our friends at Shoreline Community Church, 1954, Long Green Lane in Hampton or Nine Cedar Road in Pocosa. We got room for you. We love you. Have a great night. Bye-bye.